0: Are you wondering how to keep your really, really, really great people? Are you wondering about retention and what strategies to employ? Well, today we're going to talk about unique ability and expanding their four freedoms. Stay tuned. Hi, Shannon Waller here and welcome to Team Success. I was coaching with my awesome colleague, Christy, the other day, and she said something that totally hit me that I could not wait to share with you. So I'm excited. She actually said this week, so I'm not too, not too far off. The topic in the workshop was, well, first of all, finding and keeping really, really good people in the spirit of who, not how, you know, how do you find the really great who's, but how do you keep them? And as we're coming out of the pandemic and, you know, you're hearing about the great resignation and all of these things, people are a little anxious about where can I find people? What do they want? How can I keep them? How can I keep the great people I already have and not lose them? if you've kept them this far, by the way, you're doing really, really well. So please pat yourself on the back. But Christy's answer to that was direct, and I think kind of profound. What she said was, get them into their unique ability and expand their freedoms. When we talk about freedoms, we're talking about freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of relationship and freedom of purpose as quickly as possible. I was like, Bam, that is a true statement. So before we go into some of the details about how to do this, let's talk about why this actually matters. So getting someone into their unique ability. So what that means is, well, one way to think about this is their highest and best use. Best use of their talents, their skills, their capability, their history, their experience, giving them new opportunities and challenges. My last podcast, I talked about, you know, everyone being able to bet on themselves, which means you have to know yourself well enough to be able to bet on yourself. Just saying, that's fairly important. But if you can just imagine, if you design a company and a culture and an organization where people get to do what they love to do and are best at which is really our simplest definition of unique ability, why would someone leave? They're doing what they love to do every day. At this point, your people love to come to work. And now, when we talk about the freedoms, it's also important that they're doing meaningful work, so we'll get to that. But just in terms of what they get to do every day, it's work that's energizing. It's not draining. It's fun as opposed to boring. It's interesting as opposed to a drag. The other thing that I've learned is that when you are surrounded by people who love to do what they do too, and they're having fun at it, and they're good at it, and they're producing results, it is so much more of an appealing environment. It is a joy to come to work and work with other people who love to do what they do every single day. You don't get this whininess, this entitlement, this kind of drag atmosphere that I hear about in so many other companies, but never experience a coach. And it's fascinating. So Your team is going to feel like, and by the way, this is, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a team leader, even if you're a team member, you know, if you're helping to support an environment where everyone gets to do what they do best and they most love to do, why would anyone leave that? You'd actually have to do something wrong, or they'd have to want to go and pursue a different career somewhere to lose anyone. And this is really what you want to look at. You know, you really want to measure your retention on the people that you, how many of the people that you want to keep stay. You know, you might exit some people. I did write multiplication by subtraction for a reason, which is how to gracefully exit wrong fit team members. But you also want to make sure that you keep and retain the right fit team members. And Unique Ability is such a great way to do that. And if you haven't picked up Unique Ability 2.0 Discovery, please do. It's available at Coach or probably on Amazon. But it's just a great process. There's a fabulous, you know, kind of book club study guide you can do. It's very much you know, self-directed process. I love it. I've done it twice with our own team. Julia Waller has led us through a couple of different things. You review your Colby profile. You review your Clifton strengths. You review the letters that you send out asking what other people think is your unique ability. You figure out your unique ability habits. You figure out your statement. It's just fascinating. It's really fun to boil it down, to figure out, okay, what do I do and why? Because that's really what your unique ability statement is all about. So that's a really fun, interesting, and powerful process. So there are lots of great things that you can do to help people in their unique ability. But to Christy's point, is that enough? Mm, Probably not. So let's talk about expanding people's freedoms. So at Coach, what we talk about in terms of having a self-managing company, a self-multiplying company, is that you really want to be expanding your personal freedoms of time, money, relationship, and purpose. So, how does this apply to everyone, not just the owner? Well, some of my thoughts about this is freedom of time. So, freedom of time is that, you know, people have time to work on. Well, first of all, they have focus time where they can actually work on their key projects that they need to get done because that's what you're paying them for. They need time to probably take a break. They definitely need free time. So this is where they're they're not expected to be responding to emails that you send at 3 a.m., which hopefully you're not doing, but it's that time to really do their great work and then time to take a break and time to set up and prepare, which is what we call buffer time. So when your team has that freedom of time as well, That's huge. Now, you're going to have work hours and all the normal things. I'm not saying it's a total free-for-all, but just actually when people are allowed the freedom of, again, organizing their calendars, figuring out when their best rhythms are, you know, what works for them, adding some flexibility into that, huge. The payoff is massive. People often want freedom of time even more than money a lot of times. Although that is, freedom of money is, in fact, the next freedom. So what does freedom of money look like? Again, to my way of thinking, it's people being really well paid for what they do. It's them participating in the success of the company, especially if they've stuck with you. It's making sure that their compensation is completely fair given the marketplace and what else is out there for your industry and location and all of those things. Again, the opportunity to be paid well for what they personally do, but also to participate in the larger team. So if you think about it, you know, I think that it's really key to keep in mind the individual and the whole. <laughs> we are individuals, but we are part of something bigger than ourselves. So when you have a compensation system that actually addresses both of those things, so think of a bonus system or profit sharing, or whatever you call it, that means that people have their eyes on the bigger picture, not just what they're doing, which is absolutely what we want for great team success. And you don't want it only based on the whole, you know, people need to know that they're improving personally as well. So balancing that polarity rather than having it be an either or is absolutely vital. So make sure your compensation is up to speed. That freedom of relationships, again, I talked about how great it is to work with people who (laughs) <laughs> do really, really great work and love it. There's a different energy that people bring to work when that's the case. So that freedom of relationship, working with really, really other you know great other humans is incredibly fulfilling. Now, this also comes into play when you are looking at who your clientele are. And it's going to sound weird, but if they have to work with jerks as clients, not terribly appealing. They can be in their unique ability, which means they probably see fewer people through that lens than most, but still, you know, people who do not utilize, appreciate, reward, enhance, or refer your company's unique ability or your team's unique ability are frankly, what's called PETA clients, pain in the, and you can fill in the A word. So why subject people to that? You're better. Your team's better. Everyone's better. Than that so, you really, unless you enjoy that clientele, which some people do, that you know, the ability to say no. Now, one of the things that we have found, and this is in our company and others as well, is that often some clients will treat you really well, or they'll treat their main contact, someone that they think is an equal, really, really well, but they'll treat the team terribly, they'll talk down. They'll have an entitlement attitude. They'll treat them as things, not people. So really, really pay attention to how do your clientele treat everyone, not just the one that they're trying to get something from, you know, especially trying to make you happy. So really pay attention to those signals and listen to your team and invite that input. I think that's really critical. Now, the last one is probably the most important is what people are doing meaningful to them. Do they have purpose? Does it free them up to do more of who they want to be in the world? And this is where I think we have a massive opportunity. Our entrepreneurial companies are out there to make other people's lives better. We are solving problems for people. That's really exciting. But make sure your team knows that. Make sure that your colleagues know that. This is just a huge opportunity. I know people who are passionate about systems to make things run better. Love them, because that's not my passion (laughs) you know, doing purposeful work. It's really important. Like I know, and I've shared this story before, that it's really clear that anyone we hire at Coach needs to want to be a hero to entrepreneurs. And I hired not one, not two, but three people whose goal in life was to work for a nonprofit. Mm, That was a misalignment of values, (laughs) Our purpose was not their purpose. I tried to fake it and some of the people were lovely and I'm very thrilled that they were in my life for as long as they were, but it wasn't a long-term gig. It never would have been. So you can really cut to the chase by making sure that what that person is up to is also what you're up to and vice versa. So really critical to make sure that people are Really clear on what you're up to. What's the difference you want to make in the world? We've been working, Strategy Coach has been working with EOS, which stands for Entrepreneurial Operating System. Please check them out at EOSWorldwide.com. And they have a phenomenal process for how to figure out your core values, getting really clear on your three uniques. Like, what do you do? What's your marketing plan? What's the impact you want to have in 10 years? So, really getting clear on your vision is what they're great at doing. You know, Cameron Harold has this great book, Vivid Vision. There are a ton of resources out there, but don't skip this step. It is so critical for everyone to be clear on their purpose, which to my mind is very tied to unique ability because my purpose is to do my unique ability in the world. And very specifically is to expand unique ability teamwork, you know, entrepreneurial unique ability teamwork in the world. That is kind of why I'm here. <laughs> it's it's what I'm most passionate about. I have been since I was 18. And that was a long time ago. So when people get to fulfill their purpose and they have that freedom to do that, oh my gosh, again, why would anyone leave? So I think this is key. And so if you're a team member listening, you're like, okay, you know, what's the next freedom of time, money, relationship and purpose that would be meaningful for me? What is my unique ability? What am I excellent at? What am I competent at? What should I frankly just not be doing? And you can be honest about that once you know what you're unique at and then talk about that, you know. And the great thing is for anyone who's in strategic coach or, you know, this is in the signature program or in any of our team programs, these are the conversations that we have. And the thing that I also find is that team members have a lot more freedom than they think they do. So yes, I'm talking to you. And, you know, you can organize your day the way that you want. I just was working with a phenomenal team whose entrepreneurs have been coached forever, coached their team a lot. Pleasure to do it again. At the very beginning of the day, we did what we call a positive focus. It's a little mini version called the positive power up. And we asked them like, you know, what are three things that have happened for you that you're excited about that represent progress? You know, tell yourself why is their next step. And then the final question is, what do you really love about your company? the way, I really enjoy putting words like love <laughs> into workshops because I think it taps into a different part of the being. And almost to a person, they said, I love our entrepreneurial company. I love the freedom I have to be myself. I love the fact that no one's micromanaging me. And people went around and I could see the impact on the owners. It was a big, big, big deal. It was a very touching moment, actually. And people coming out of, you know, from a sense of gratitude about their company, everyone felt so good about what they were doing and what they're up to and the difference they were making for people. They were so tied into the mission and purpose of the organization. This is a team that isn't going anywhere. You know, I got to see what Christy said in action. And it was so true. But this is available to all of us. It's not available in other corporate structures. So please, please, please take advantage. Just to wrap up, you know, when I talk to entrepreneurs, I sometimes facetiously ask the question, would you rather ask for permission or ask for forgiveness? They look at me funny because they're like, who am I going to ask permission of? It's me. You're like, exactly. You're going to ask for forgiveness. Team members often feel like they need to ask for permission. And... What entrepreneurs are expecting is to be asked for forgiveness. (laughs) So it's kind of trying to meet this great divide. And by the way, this is true for owners as well. You have a lot more freedom than you could possibly imagine that you can take. We are learning that in coach, but as a team member, there are more freedoms available to you as well. If you simply pay really close attention, you know, what is your unique ability? What is your biggest contribution? How can you have the best and biggest impact? And then really maximize that because that contribution to the company is going to be huge. So I just want to reiterate that how to keep a phenomenal team together is to really help everyone, entrepreneur included, focus on their unique ability. Again, Uniquely Discovery 2.0 is a phenomenal resource. It's a book, it's a workbook, there's a website, uniqueability.com, you know, go check all of that out. And then really take a look at the four freedoms of time, money, relationship, and purpose for your whole company and say, okay, where does it be easy and fun to add some more freedom of time? What about freedom of money? What about freedom of relationship? Are there any clients we shouldn't be working with anymore? It's one way to think about it. And are we all really connected to the purpose? What our personal purpose is, is that connected with the overall purpose? When you have those things, you have a tight, solid attractive team. So you'll attract other really great people, great who's to you, and you'll keep the phenomenal people that you have. And if you do have someone who's not a right fit, they'll know it. You know, the clearer you are about this conversation, someone who's not a right fit will actually kind of volunteer often to leave, which is completely appropriate and kind of lovely that you don't have to have that tough conversation. So there's all upside and no downside as far as I'm concerned to really helping people focus in on their unique ability and their contribution expanding your freedom of time money relationship and purpose i hope you found this conversation thoughtful and thought-provoking if you have any questions please let me know at questions at strategiccoach.com thanks for listening and as always here's to your team success